Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, Destroy Every Midianite. It will be focused on a study of Numbers chapter 31. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty love. We pray, Father, may you speak to us this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Numbers chapter 31. Chapter 31 And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Avenge the children of Israel of the Midianites. Afterward shalt thou be gathered unto thy people. And Moses spake unto the people, saying, Arm some of yourselves unto the war, and let them go against the Midianites, and avenge the Lord of Midian. Of every tribe a thousand, throughout all the tribes of Israel, shall ye send to the war. So there were delivered out of the thousands of Israel, a thousand of every tribe, twelve thousand armed for war. And Moses sent them to the war, a thousand of every tribe, them and Phinehas, the son of Eleazar the priest, to the war, with the holy instruments and the trumpets to blow in his hand. And they warred against the Midianites, as the Lord commanded Moses, and they slew all the males. And they slew the kings of Midian, beside the rest of them that were slain, namely Evi, and Recham, and Zur, and Hur, and Reba, five kings of Midian. Balaam also, the son of Beor, they slew with the sword. And the children of Israel took all the women of Midian captives, and their little ones, and took the spoil of all their cattle, and all their flocks, and all their goods. And they burnt all their cities wherein they dwelt, and all their goodly castles with fire. And they took all the spoil, and all the prey, both of men and of beasts. And they brought the captives, and the prey, and the spoil unto Moses and Eleazar the priest and under the congregation of the children of Israel, under the camp at the plains of Moab, which are by Jordan near Jericho. And Moses and Eleazar the priest, and all the princes of the congregation, went forth to meet them without the camp. And Moses was wroth with the officers of the host, with the captains over thousands, and captains over hundreds which came from the battle. And Moses said unto them, Have ye saved all the women alive? Behold, these caused the children of Israel, through the counsel of Balaam, to commit trespass against the Lord in the matter of Peor. And there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. Now therefore kill every male among the little ones, and kill every woman that hath known man by lying with him. But all the women children that have not known a man by lying with him, keep alive for yourselves. And do ye abide without the camp seven days. Whosoever hath killed any person, and whosoever hath touched any slain, purify both yourselves and your captives on the third day, and on the seventh day. And purify all your raiment, and all that is made of skins, and all work of goat's hair, and all things made of wood. And Eleazar the priest said unto the men of war which went to the battle, This is the ordinance of the law which the Lord commanded Moses. Only the gold and the silver, the brass, the iron, the tin, and the lead. Everything that may abide the fire, ye shall make it go through the fire, and it shall be clean. Nevertheless, it shall be purified with the water of separation. And all that abideth not the fire, ye shall make go through the water. And ye shall wash your clothes on the seventh day, and ye shall be clean. 
and afterward ye shall come into the camp. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the sum of the prey that was taken, both of man and of beast, thou and Eleazar the priest, and the chief fathers of the congregation, and divide the prey into two parts, between them that took the war upon them, who went out to battle, and between all the congregation. And levy a tribute unto the Lord of the men of war which went out to battle, one soul of five hundred, both of the persons, and of the beeves, and of the asses, and of the sheep. Take it of their half, and give it unto Eleazar the priest, for an heave offering of the Lord. And of the children of Israel's half, thou shalt take one portion of fifty, of the persons, of the beeves, of the asses, and of the flocks of all manner of beasts, and give them unto the Levites, which keep the charge of the tabernacle of the Lord. And Moses and Eleazar the priest did as the Lord commanded Moses. And the booty, being the rest of the prey which the men of war had caught, was six hundred thousand and seventy thousand and five thousand sheep, and threescore and twelve thousand beeves, and threescore and one thousand asses, and thirty and two thousand persons in all, of women that had not known man by lying with him. And the half, which was the portion of them that went out to war, was in number three hundred thousand and seven and thirty thousand and five hundred sheep. And the Lord's tribute of the sheep was six hundred and threescore and fifteen, and the beeves were thirty and six thousand, of which the Lord's tribute was threescore and twelve. And the asses were thirty thousand and five hundred, of which the Lord's tribute was threescore and one. And the persons were sixteen thousand, of which the Lord's tribute was thirty and two persons. And Moses gave the tribute, which was the Lord's heave offering, unto Eleazar the priest, as the Lord commanded Moses. And of the children of Israel's half, which Moses divided from the men that warred, now the half that pertained unto the congregation was three hundred thousand and thirty thousand and seven thousand and five hundred sheep and thirty and six thousand beeves and thirty thousand asses and five hundred and sixteen thousand persons. Even of the children of Israel's half, Moses took one portion of fifty, both of man and of beast, and gave them unto the Levites, which kept the charge of the tabernacle of the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses. And the officers which were over thousands of the host, the captains of thousands and captains of hundreds, came near unto Moses. And they said unto Moses, Thy servants have taken the sum of the men of war which are under our charge, and there lacketh not one man of us. We have therefore brought an oblation for the Lord, what every man hath gotten, of jewels of gold, chains and bracelets, rings, earrings, and tablets, to make an atonement for our souls before the Lord. And Moses and Eleazar the priest took the gold of them, even all wrought jewels, and all the gold of the offering that they offered up to the Lord, of the captains of thousands, and of the captains of hundreds, was sixteen thousand seven hundred and fifty shekels, for the men of war had taken spoil every man for himself. And Moses and Eleazar the priest took the gold of the captains of thousands and of hundreds, and brought it into the tabernacle of the congregation, for a memorial for the children of Israel before the Lord. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, The End Time Evangelism. This was preached in 1962 on June the 3rd. We'll begin at paragraph 158 up to paragraph 175. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. As I've said, I believe here before, someone said to me the other day, because I'm always trying to get my sisters to line up. See, they're the target. They've been the target in every age. Satan used them back there in the Garden of Eden. 
And he used them each time. And when the Bible points out about America and its women in the last days, then I start to hammer away at it. And someone said, Brother Branham, people regard you as a prophet. I said, I'm not. He said, but they regard you as that. Why don't you teach them people how to get great spiritual gifts? Teach them things. If you God deals with you, we know that. So won't you teach them when instead of always cutting at them? I said, I've preached to them for 31 years. And how can I teach them... Uh, how can I teach them algebra when they don't even know their ABCs? <laughs> Why is it won't even cope and act like women? Why is it keep doing the way they're doing? How can you teach them spiritual things when they won't even believe natural things? How can you teach them those things? Let the church come up into that realm and then they can be taught in that realm how to receive gifts of God and how to manifest gifts and things. But the Holy Spirit will never let it come to that heart's right and ready to receive it. Thank God standing out like a great pressure. Don't pray that there'll be too many of them. You can't exhaust God. Could you imagine a little rat about that long little mouse under the great garners of Egypt saying, I better eat one grain of wheat a day. I might run out before next harvest. <laughs> Could you imagine a little fish about that long swimming out in the middle of the ocean saying, I better drink of this water sparingly because, it, you know, it might go dry sometimes. <laughs> oh my, that's trying to exhaust God's goodness and mercy to His people. He wants to bless you. He's ready. He's pressing. Could you imagine taking all the waters in the earth, the seas and everything, and piling it in one four-foot pipe and put it up there, the pressure be on the bottom of it? Trying to find a little crevice to leak its way through. That's like the pressure of the Holy Spirit trying to come down on every life. But they won't do it. They love creeds and things better than they love God. You've got to sell out the things of the world and believe God. That can't be denied. You've seen it year after year and time after time. And Joseph said one time, it never misses. It's got to be God. And it's God's promise of the day. Not me. I ain't God's promise. I'm a man. I'm talking about His Holy Spirit. And sure, that's the promise of the day. Anywhere, anybody. Now, we find out that they were the one. And look, and look, we take, for instance, Balaam. Balaam, he come down and taught the people his doctrine. And they said, now look, we're all believers. We're, we're Lot's uh, daughters, children. Moab up there said, we're just all the same. And he mixed them up. Cause intermarriage. He caused them pretty Moabite women all dialed up and come down here and told these sons of God that they were they were all the same after all. God's a God of all races and everything's all right. And he married them uh, together. And God brought the separation line and made them leave their homes and everything. What was it? See that thing? Just exactly what took place back there before the flood. When the sons of God saw the daughters of man. They were fair to look upon and they lusted for them and tuck unto them wives. See? Same thing took place there and the same thing now. Again, it's the same thing. You should see it. Each generation tells what will happen at the next and here it is. We see it. We know that it's the same because the Bible here is to declare it. It's the same now as it was. All right. Now, and all that counts, of course, for the... the they that we're living in. Now, the, the call of the day, all that counts amongst the churches today is members. That's all they want is members. Now, we all know the Baptist slogan in 1944 said we'll have a million more. 44. We know our precious, gracious brother, Billy Graham. We see his place in the scripture, where he goes to, what he does. But it's always decisions. So many made decisions. Yes, denomination. That's all they want, see. That's the way it was in the days of Jesus. The same thing. 
They're not bad men. They were blind. That's all. They were blind to the truth. Jesus told them so, said, You blind Pharisees and Sadducees, what all you do? What did he say you do? You scribes, Pharisees, you're blind. He didn't say you're sinners. They were sinners, but what we call sin. Now, we call sin committing adultery, smoking, lying, stealing, things like that. That's sin. That isn't sin. That's the attributes of unbelief. The Bible said, He that believeth not is condemned already. Unbelief in the word is sin. Look at those men. Holy. Why, you couldn't put a finger on Marley. Their grandfather and great-grandfather and great-great-grandfather and great-great-great-great-grandfather were all priests. They kept that law and traditions of the elders and the fathers just perfect down through the generation. There wasn't one blemish on them. If they would, they'd be stoned. Good man. And Jesus said, You are your father, the devil. Why? Because they didn't see the message, the word. He was there. And they said, This man's trying to tear up our churches. He said, You blind Pharisees and Sadducees. He said, here's what he said. He said, you'll compass seas to make one proselyte. What all you'll do for one member. And when you bring him into your denomination, he's a twofold child more hell than he was when he's out there. That's exactly what Jesus said. And if there's anything that's unrighteous and anything that's ungodly is to take an old moss-backed church member that thinks they're so good and they can't see through nothing but their own glasses I'm not criticizing, but yes, I am too. And that, that's just exactly right. And Jesus said, you're a twofold more child of hell than you was when you started. And when we take churches, that no matter how many members that you get in that church and see them go to the bookies and horse races and stand out here and the women with shorts on up and down the streets and singing in the choir, that's the biggest stumbling block the sinner ever had. Exactly. They're expecting people to call themselves Christians to live a decent life. To be a different person. That's an example. That's a stumbling block. That's a hypocrite. That's ten times worse off than you ever was. You'd be better off to be out there like you were. That's a, when the man comes, say, well, they don't live any different than I live. Well, certainly not. I'm, I'd be as good as they are. It's a stumbling block. It's exactly right. See him say, well, some sinner walk up and say, Jesus said this year. Oh, that wasn't for that. I don't mean that. That, that. He didn't mean that right there. That was for another age. Why, you unbeliever? See? What's the matter? You put a stumbling block in that person's way? Jesus, I uh, mean, in the Psalms, David said, Set not in the seat of the scornful. Stand in the way of the ungodly. See? Don't put yourself in the way of the ungodly like that and set in the seat of the scornful, making fun of them that's all right and standing around saying, With a form of godliness. But he that delighteth in the law of the Lord, he loves the hood. He shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. His leaves shall not wither. And whatever he does will prosper. It will come to pass. Just exactly. That's the kind of a church that God wants. Blind leaders of blind. Making, in these last days, scoffers coming and so forth. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And we know that you said you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We pray may you take these words that we've learned today and make them a reality in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com 
We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Inside the trenches and scarred on that front line, this armor seems some testing, and my courage has been tried. But regardless of the battle or how fierce the enemy, I've never had to leave my knees to claim the victory. Fighting on my knees.